This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Thank you very much to the news teams. It's the last half hour of Power Talk. Thank you for staying with us right here at Power 98.7. So let's talk about locking in your beauty, your identity, and just connecting the physical you with the internal you, the beautiful you. Your hair is your crown, but more than that, your dreadlocked hair is your spiritual glory. That's what we've been told. So in a fascinating documentary, Rita Marley, who is uh, the wife or the first wife of the late reggae artist Bob Marley, revealed that... Um, he had a really deep attachment to his hair. Almost like Samson in the Samson and Delilah story who refused to cut his hair. Apparently it was that sort of thing. And according to Rita Mali, upon his diagnosis of uh, with cancer, um, Bob Marley was really concerned about whether cancer treatments would require him losing his hair or cutting his hair. And he was adamant that this was the thing he did not want to happen. But um, be that as it may, he did eventually lose his hair. It was cut. And shortly after losing his hair, he passed on. And so in her relating the story, she believes there was something deeply, deeply spiritual about the dreadlocks and the man Bob Marley. And when you speak to uh, members of the Rastafarian faith, they believe what they believe in their heart, but the hair is an extension of that spirituality. Now, many people started dreadlocking their hair not because they're Rastafarians, and that's the one thing we want to address. Bo mama le bo papa. When your kids come home with dreadlocks, it's not that they are Rastas. No. No, 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 no. Okay. But many people are of that faith. Other people who choose to dreadlock their hair do believe that dreadlocked hair not only is easier to manage, helps to grow the hair healthy, but helps to affirm and and um, assert your African identity. And so when you look at uh, African-American uh, identities, which are complex um, dreadlocked hair is an extension of their political assertions of blackness, of the intrinsic value of blackness, of shunning everything that is related to a white colonialism, where straighten your hair, perm your hair, wear a wig in order to be more palatable. So the dreadlock becomes a way of saying, this is my hair. It is my crown. It is my power. And I know many South Africans uh, have also uh, adopted that mindset around the dreadlocks. Then there's also the question of how you maintain and look after dreadlocks so that your hair grows. And if you think of people who've worn their dreadlocks, I'm thinking Joanna Mahalimele. I'm thinking Jenny, uh, Jerry Ranzedi. Um, Judith Sapuma. We started with her music earlier on. Many, many highly accomplished people wear dreadlocks as an extension of themselves. And they have had stellar, stellar careers and beautiful lives expressing themselves that way. So it's actually not career limiting. So let's talk about the power, the beauty of the dreadlocks and the mysticism of dreadlocks and why it's a great um, 
hairstyle in the natural hair movement, if natural hair is your hair of choice. We're joined by Jabu Stone, founder of the hair care brand Jabu Stone. And uh, I think we're also trying to connect, if we can, given the time difference, to the Queen Mother Moses uh, in uh, Alpharetta, Georgia. She's the president of the Empress of Zion and International Ambassador for the Almighty, Rastaf- Almighty Rastafari Kingdom. That's if we can patch through to Atlanta at this time of the day. But Jabu Stone, you've worn your dreadlocks. You've built an incredibly successful hair care business uh, around dreadlocks and natural hair care. And so you are living proof that dreadlocks are not only your crown, but they can also be your profit. Yes. Good morning, Lirat, and your listeners. Yes, I've been wearing this hairstyle for the past 30 years. Wow. And, of course, the, the, the reason for, for kind of introducing the hairstyle, you know, it came from the braids when our sisters would uh, have an extension of their hair through the synthetic, you know, braiding the hair. Right. And then they must take the hair out after that to find out uh, the challenge was your receding hairline, when they braid, they cornrow, all those things. Right. Uh, and I think uh, what came into mind was um, because my kind of research, you know, I realized that uh, as much as the African hair, I realized the African hair can grow forever, mm-hmm. you know, if you pull away from the scalp. Because remember, when we comb our hair, we comb and then we kind of, <clears throat> not to call it the apambata, you know, so you kind of putting the hair back to your scalp. So once you put it away from the scalp, you, you twist away from your scalp. And then you allow the hair to keep growing. Hence, you realize that uh, your, your, your locks, they grow forever. They don't stop growing. You know, somebody says, I don't understand my hair. Uh, my hair doesn't grow. But since I've got locks, then it starts growing. Okay. Yes, we, we, we've been having that. And, uh, and then that's when you, we started building uh, what you call it, the confidence in our sisters that they know that this is my own hair that is growing. It's not extended. It's not extension with your synthetic Okay, so let's just, so I'm going to just give it to you straight. I've never had dreadlocks ever, like never, ever, 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 ever in my life. So I don't even understand what you are saying when you say when you lock the hair, you pull it away from the scalp. And I I don't even understand that because when we braid the hair, we braid it close to the scalp and then it breaks. And you're saying when you do a thing, the same thing with the dreadlocks, it doesn't break. So just explain to me. Okay, okay. Now, here is the trick. You've, you've got an afro, you know, like a beautiful afro hair. Yeah. Now, you you take a small portion, you know, of the hair, and then you take, you group the, you group the kind of hair, you know, like the size of your finger. You take that portion and uh, you apply, you know, a product, and then you twist that hair, you know, towards the clockwise direction. Once you twist that hair, that hair, they kind of now, kind of uh, pull away from the uh, from your scalp and then you leave the hair like that it doesn't leave the tension that is ah, done when you braid because you so keep you, plaiting and keep pulling there, so you in take the another braid portion again same size as your finger you pull it away you pull it away when you leave that hair it doesn't feel uh, the tension that you've pulled it ah. because it's nice and like that and then you go back again for the treatment and then the new growth that uh, uh, started to grow and then you pull the you kind of twist it again you know towards the clockwise direction it keeps growing so that's what i'm talking about okay so you are avoiding whereas braids 
uh, survive on traction, this actually, yes, it, yes, it yes. pulls at the root, but that's all yes. it does. And then it leaves the rest of the hair uh, to flap on the scalp. So you're not pulling every single thing. You don't feel any tension after you've twisted away, twist towards your clockwise direction, you let it lie flat on your, on your scalp. You don't feel anything that the hair has been pulled. Unlike when you've oh. got your synthetic hair. You know, that is where now you find uh, the receding hairline in most people because the people want something and they want, they, they, they want to look nice and they want they pull there and then, you know, you get that receding hairline all the time. Right. Remember the hair closer, you know, to your hairline. It's very weak, yeah. you know, because that's where you concentrate when you comb, you do so that hair yeah. is much weaker than the hair in the middle or at the back. And then that's where you suffer. Okay. Uh, the, the receding hairline. And you said you put a product on it for the twist. To apply, to, to apply the moisture. Remember, you, you, you shampoo the hair and then you remove your natural oil by shampooing, you know. Yeah. And then now you need to add some moisture on that. Hence, you'd apply a, a, a product that will assist, okay, you know, to, to, to retain to, 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 to hold. moisture. You, you need the holding power as well to hold towards that direction. And also... As the hair grows, you know, um, to, to, to kind of protect against the ultraviolet rays of the sun, you mm. know, because now you need the hair to be protected. Now it's more exposed. So hence you need to apply a product. That moisture is there all the time. It feeds the scalp and it also protects the hair and the ends not to turn. And, and, and I mean, you could see that... Um, you know, the, 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 okay. the, the ultraviolet of the rays of the All right. So let's go away. So those are the practical issues around hair care. And you're definitely the expert to tell us. Yeah. yeah. They say there is a spirituality attached to dreadlocks. And in fact, uh, for those in the Rastafari faith, they believe that dreadlocks are, I'm quoting, an earth force that connects you to Jah. In other words, to God. It's an earth force that gives you a deeper connection to God. But apparently there are also biblical Christian references to dreadlocks. Earlier on I said, you know, don't touch my hair like Samson in the Bible. I did not realize that Samson himself had dreadlocks. Um, And I'm reading it right now, uh, is that um, in the Old Testament, uh, there is a Nazarite vow, uh, and it speaks about the holy Nazarite vow, taught two followers by Samson who had seven locks. So actually Samson, who did not want to cut his hair, was technically not wanting to cut his dreadlocks. Yeah. I did not know that. I, I just discovered that two minutes ago. Yeah. Actually, you go to Numbers chapter 6, verse 5. I think that's exactly where that verse is. It tells you, know, you know, during a certain time, you you know, no razor shall come closer to your head. You need to leave your hair to lock and until they, I mean, they have to grow. So, you, you yes, it is spiritually. My research did say that it is spiritually. And uh, I always give uh, full respect because you find uh, uh, um, the, 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 the religious people in, in the East, they, they leave their hair like that to lock, you know. So it's got a lot of spiritual kind of... Uh, uh, um, background you know to leave your hair like that but for me the reason as a person as an entrepreneur i looked at it something that i can avoid my sisters uh, uh mm. to 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 have that practical exactly yeah. but when you look at it yes it's got a lot of spiritual meaning behind it you know and you find as well even our traditional healers is angoma they leave their hair to grow as well like that so you you you, wow. you can 
you, you know, uh, relate with in different boats, uh, biblically, spiritually, traditionally. It's always it's got something to do. You go to uh, in, 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 in Namibia, you know, mm. you find the Obambos, yes. they leave their hair as well to lock, you know. Yeah. They, they've got that kind of spiritual thing, you know. But for us, yeah, we took that and said, let us uh, uh, bring back their self-esteem by having their own hair and maintain right. the hair to grow. Yeah. And so you've all, so we've, we've, ref, we've referenced spirituality, we've quoted now. Yeah. Um, we've referenced African mysticism. We've referenced the Rastafari movement and you've even said in the East, because yes, a lot of gurus uh, in the in the Asian traditions of spirituality. I don't I don't know if they're Hindu gurus, but a lot of those gurus also have locks. Yes, yes, they do. They do. Ah. They do. We learn learn every day here. I'm learning. So, yeah. So, So you find as well, the history tells us. Uh, in, in West Africa, there's a, a tribe called the Baifar, uh, you know, where they leave the hair to grow. Uh, and then during the days of slavery, they will find the young people when the hair is growing very wild. That's when, you know, the, the slave master saw these young people. That's where the name came, the dreadlocks, and say your hair is dreadful, it's fearful, it's scary. Oh. So that is where I always avoid to call it dreadlocks. I always call it hair loss because I always say there's nothing dreadful about my hairstyle because I know where it came from. Okay. You know, so those are the things that, you know, we, we, we kept learning as we, you know, as we're getting into business. Okay, so you're saying it's actually quite derogatory to use the word dreadlock. We should call it hair yeah, locks or locks. Exactly, because that's my understanding. The research told us that that's when they say that the, the slave master say your hair is dreadful, it's fearful, it's scary. Yeah, so you're people, not you're not going to get an argument from me because I don't know at all anything <laughs> about it. So it's, it's difficult. So it's, let it's me apologize even for using no, the word no, no, dreadlock. No, 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 because it's difficult to. It was I kept I've been educating people for the past thirty years that let's call it hairlocks, but because the people are, are used to call it dreadlocks, you know. So yeah. I I ended up calling it that, but I in the way I said, but remember. My mm. understanding, that's where this word mm. comes from. Okay. You know, maybe there is other meaning with other people they can give you, but this is my understanding. Yeah, and it sounds plausible to me. So I'm going to apologize right now for calling them dreadlocks and let's call them <laughs> hairlocks. But the word that did stay is the locks. And yes. it's the technique of locking the growth at at, at the root. But are there yes. other spiritual meanings or, or deep poignant meanings to the phrase locking? What are we locking? Look, spiritually, I, 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 must say, I might not be like knowing a lot yeah, when it okay. comes to that. Yes, yeah. But um, all I know, there's different ways of locking your hair. You, if you stop combing or you leave, your hair will start grouping on its own and start forming different sizes and all that start to lock. You know, mm. the only thing that I came up with was to form, to, to give a cultivated method whereby you, you twist the hair the same size and then you, you, you treat it and to become neat and be a hairstyle. Okay. Listen, I'm learning a lot of things. So how versatile are the locks? You know, with, with locks, you can have different hairstyles, Gerardo, uh, because once you start locking your hair, uh, you, 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 you can have your, you know, where you, you style your hair, and at the same time, you leave it to hang. At the same time, you create your, you know, you know, when you do the single braid, you braid your hair. You can braid your locks and 
put it under dry. Then when you undo it, you'll have a beautiful crinkle lock that's going all the way down. So you can go and have different styles on that. But I find people at times, when the locks are still very small, they would put maybe a protective hairstyle, a, yeah. a convenient hairstyle, your wig on anything to say, you know, I want to change the look. I want to. With locks, yes, you, you, you can change them. You can go to the salon. You can. But I always avoid people to style the locks continuously as well because right. you will get the same results of the braids. Because you must style and you, you, you allow the hair to breathe, you style, because you will have that receding hairline. Right. So okay. you must allow the hair, you know, from time to time style and stop styling. Okay, so what I've seen, and I don't even know the terminology, just yesterday I was at uh, the Department of Home Affairs to collect my passport. And once again, thank you very much to the Department of Home Affairs for getting this sorted out very, very quickly. I'm impressed. But there was another lady who was there to collect her passport and she had um, mid-length or shoulder-length locks, hair locks, Yeah. Um, um, she'd obviously put a color in them because they looked uh, a bit burgundy or auburn in color, beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. and as and as the locks moved from the front to the back of her head, in other words, from the hairline to the front, yeah. it just looked like they had a glow, like a polish on them. And then each lock, because she'd put them into a a, a bun. Each lock yes. at the end looked like a cigar. It looked like it had that sheen and that 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 closure of a cigar before you cut mm. a cigar open. What is that? Mm. Like a polish. So, it, it, maybe that person didn't uh, color the ends. Only the ends. Maybe put the dye on the ends. Is okay. that a different color? Okay. At times you do that because you find people they will put your your you know your peroxide that. Uh, uh, maybe they said, I want the hair to look different. I don't want just to have a dull color. Mm. And then towards the end, they will put, you know, only okay. dye, you know, put a peroxide only at the, at the end. Oh, and then okay. it will give you that different look. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a protective seal. It's not like a wax at the end of the, at the, end of the lock. No, you, you, you can do that as well. You can do that. But as much as we always avoid, but peroxide, they can put that. Because hence I'm saying, you know, you find people, they want to look different. You know, mm-hmm. they want to look like this. So we allow them to do that, you know. Okay. And also you, you, you find that, as we always say, that to start the locking, it takes longer. But nowadays you find young, I, I mean, there's new methods of locking the hair where you, other people, they use the crush, crush method. Mm-hmm. You know, like a crushing needle when yeah. you cross the, 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 you know. So they use that on your locks, but they always move away from the scalp. But that allows your hair, you, they, they lock immediately. That's when... And you find that at times a Caucasian hair, we can lock immediately by using that crochet mat okay. method. You don't have to be ethnic, but your hair can be Caucasian and that we can also achieve that by using the crochet okay. method. Yeah. How do you feel about people who use dreadlocks, not just for aesthetic reasons like you're describing, but for political reasons, that the dreadlock is one of the ultimate signs of blackness, like an Afro, for instance? You know, I'll be honest, Rato. To me, you know, because we, we are from the black consciousness movement, you know, mm. we were taught by the likes of Steve Biko and all the guys. So that uh, 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 kind of black consciousness thing is in us. So young people, they've got that. You know, at times they said, like you see people like uh, uh, Advocate Tembele. Mugai Tobi, yeah. Yes, he leaves his hair. He comes to Saloon and then he said, he just wants his head to look. He would come and then we tried first to convince, look, let's just, no, no, 
she just wanted her to look like that. So you, you've got different <laughs> reasons, you know. So that is why I said I will always respect a client and I will do exactly as a because it, it based on the asset, based on the belief, based on the spirituality, based yeah. on the political thinking. But to me, you come to my to, to the salon, we will give you what you want. You know, we'll yeah. do it exactly. That is why we do a consultation first. We ask you what right. is, and then you tell us not, and then we will okay. actually do that. So yeah. for you, it's really about if you if we're going to talk about advocate Mungai Toby, it looks like he's got dreads, but it looks like he's got an afro. But what you're saying is he's he's curated it in a way in which it must distinctly be his most natural hair. Exactly. We tried. I mean, we, we, he came to the salon, then we tried to do the, our way, you know, no, he said, no, I want my hair to be like like this. this. And then we respect that. Yeah. Okay. So hence I'm saying it, it, it doesn't matter to us when you come, we will give you, you know, we will give you the service you want. Okay. No problem. Now here's the controversy. For yeah. all people who think dreadlocks are ugly, yeah. dirty, untidy, unprofessional, um, yeah. what's your response? It's shocking if 30 years down the line I still get that. Because I had that 30 years ago when I started. When people refused and identified, associated. But nowadays... That is why I said when people still think like that, mm. I think they need to be educated. Mm. You know, we still need to educate them and show them that um, this is not about untidy. This is a hairstyle that you, 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 you'll go to the salon and they will look after it and they will, you will clean your... It's, if you look at the locks, if somebody's got locks, it's very clean nowadays. You find that you can style it, you can do anything unless somebody said, I just want my hair to be... You know, that look, that rough look, you know, but mm. you find the hair is clean. They shampoo the hair as often as they could, but it's just that look and they don't apply maybe the product uh, to protect against the, 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 the ultraviolet rays of the sun mm. or they don't apply moisture for the scalp. But the locks are clean. If you go to that basement, they will clean mm. them so much. But I disagree when somebody says they are untidy and not Unkind. nowadays. It's because yeah. I mean, look at the, the, the advocate I just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, really, the, the, the look is him. You yeah. know, he, that, that's how he wants to look. Let me know? ask you another controversial question as we say goodbye. I'm also seeing um, there is a small, a very tiny percentage of white people who yes. also like to lock their hair. Is that cultural appropriation or are locks for everyone? Locks for everyone. I would say that because they come, they, as I was saying, the hair is uh, Caucasian. We convert it to ethnic. It, it, it's how because you find people who are dark, they want to be light. You find people who are light, they want to be dark, sunburn mm. and all that. So it's a, it, it's about a choice, Lerato. Uh, if somebody wants to lock the hair, we will allow, we'll do that. Mm. Hence, that method of the crochet, it mm. allows us to achieve the results immediately. You know, when we've got right. a, a, a Caucasian client that is a white client. Yeah. Okay, listen, there's been quite a few insights for me that I would never have thought about. And I've just cross-checked on Reddit, on the site The Lovely Locks, on Affinity Magazine and quite a few other uh, sites as well. And apparently, yes, uh, the term dreadlocks comes from the fact that Europeans in that colonial and slave era thought that people who had their hair in locks were feared and dreaded people. And so the word comes from 
a derivation of dreadful. Some are even referencing the fact that there's often this mythological a person called Medusa and Medusa was said to have been a woman with snakes in her hair. They were not snakes, they were locks. So there's been a real uh, issue to um, denigrate uh, locks as a sign of dirt, dread, fear um, and devilish intent. And by changing the language around it to what it was as a deeply spiritual hairstyle that has an earth force connecting to God and calling it locks or hair locks, it's an affirmation of the locks. And that's why it's important to stop using the word dreadlocks I am reading right now and embrace another terminology. And that's perhaps the most profound form of education you've provided us today as well as the hair care Jabu Stone founder of the hair care brand uh, Jabu Stone unfortunately we couldn't patch through to Atlanta Georgia but maybe we'll try another occasion with the Queen Mother Moses the president of the uh, uh, of the almighty Rastafari kingdom but I'm going to end today's show with this quote from Tabelo Malete and he says Lerato you've reminded me of the song by Morgan Heritage, which says, you don't need dread to be Rasta. This is not a dreadlocks thing. It's divine conception of the heart. As of today, we call them hairlocks, power people. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.